Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome everybody to another year of Cook High Football. We are pleased to welcome in the head coach of the Cook High Hornets, Coach Jamie Rogers. This is our first episode for the 2021-22 season, uh, the first of many episodes where we're going to be talking with uh, Coach Rogers every week to get you updated on what's happening with the Cook football program. So without further ado, let's go now to Coach Jamie Rogers, head coach of the Hornets. Coach, welcome in. How are you? Hey, Phil, man. I'm doing great. Uh, How are you today? I appreciate you having us on. Man, listen, Coach, the pleasure is all mine. We are excited uh, to talk some Hornet football uh, this season. And you know what, Coach? Uh, My – goal for you and me is to be talking to be doing this at least 15 times if you know what i mean man i do know what you mean i (laughs) let me tell you something that would be uh that would be a a a dream come true obviously uh but we gotta we got a lot of things we gotta take care of first field and uh you know but uh look forward to keeping you updated on what's going on every monday I hear you. Hey, man, listen, I know I'm shooting kind of high there, but got to dream big, think big, right? Absolutely. Hey, I, there was a time where I didn't know if I'd ever be a head coach, and I've gotten the chance to play in a in a state championship down in Florida as a head coach, so it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. I got you. I was going to say, you have, you have been there, done that, and uh, so you know what it's all about, but uh, – Let's talk uh, about where you guys are right now. At the time that we're recording this, you guys have just come off of um, uh, your preseason scrimmage, and uh, I was not there, but from all indications, you guys uh, look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we there's some things to clean up. Uh, I guess maybe the, old, uh, the oldest cliche in coaching is when you go back and watch the film, you know, especially early in the season um, – it wasn't as bad as you thought some things and some things weren't as good as you thought they were. So, um, we got a lot to clean up. We, uh, we, we put our offense in some bad situations by some, uh, some penalties early in drives. Um, you know, first and 15 and first and 20 is not good. Um, so we'll clean some of that up. I think we had probably, uh, six or seven offensive penalties that put us behind the chains, but, uh, you know, in three quarters of play, we played full three quarters with varsity starters, um, and you know, it's 34 to nothing. So, uh, I was pretty pleased with that and, uh, you know, ready to, to get back to practice and, and fix what we did wrong. Fantastic. Well, I tell you, no matter what you're playing, whether it's preseason, uh, whatever, 34 to nothing is a, is a pretty good deal. I'll certainly take that. I know you will too. Uh, 
Well, you mentioned, you know, got to clean up some things here and there. Obviously, there was a lot of uh, things that went right. Why don't we start there and talk about some of the the things, the players, uh, if you would, that really stood out uh, in the scrimmage game against – and that, by the way, the win was against uh, um, uh, Lanier County. Lanier, yes, sir. Well, you know, um, Jamarion's been – he's been a mainstay here for a long time. Uh, Jamarion Walker, our running back, number 31, uh, he just had – just a few carries, 12 or 13 carries for 99 yards. Um, Drew Folsom, uh, who a lot of people remember that name in this area, it, with his brother, uh, my quarterback's coach, Zach Folsom, his younger brother. Drew is now a sophomore, and he's our starting quarterback. Um, he had a good night the other night, um, throwing three touchdown passes to all to the same person, Eddie Watson, number two, who's going to have He's going to have a huge year for us at wide receiver. Um, he's tough to guard. He runs great routes, and he's got sneaky speed. So, um, And he's probably one of our smartest football players. So Eddie had a big night with three receiving touchdowns. And then, you know, defensively, it's kind of collective effort. Uh, if I had to pick a player of the game, it's probably Rashad Tippins, the 10th grade outside linebacker who who had six solo tackles. Um, you know, but we had a lot of gang tackling, things you like to see on defense. We had a lot of that the other night. Um Open field tackling, I think we missed probably, I counted, 12 or 13. Um, just the first guy didn't corral him. We we got him before he, you know, before he made huge chunks of yardage, but we got to do a better job first man there making the tackle. Just some things like that. Things things that you expect to see in football games early in the season. Um, we just don't have to – we don't have – the things we were having to clean up a couple of years ago, those things have gone by the wayside now. So now we can really start getting better at football. I got you. I got you. Talking to, again, Jamie Rogers, head coach of the Cookout Hornets, uh, kicking off his third season. Uh, man, time flies, doesn't it? Good grief, man. Especially when uh, you think about the, how hard last year was and it just seemed like it was never going to end. And then all of a sudden you blink your eye and you're, we're in the next season. And, uh, you know, I'm sure glad to be back out on the field. I'm, I'm glad to be around the kids. You know, it's, been a tough you know it's been tough for a lot of people all across our country um but when you're used to doing what we're used to doing and being around young people every single day that's what we do even during the summer um the last year has been tough and then you know you know i i I got sick and hospitalized in november and then lost my father in january so it's uh this this has been a long time coming for me i'm glad it's august i'm glad i get to be around our kids Absolutely, Coach. And, and again, our, our thoughts and prayers to you, your family. I know it has been a, a rough time, you know, trying to trying to manage uh, what obviously was a hectic personal situation and then trying to coach, you know, uh, a South Georgia high school football team. Uh, yep. I tell you what, you, you did great, Coach. I can tell you that because uh, I tell you, uh, you guys had uh, – and I know it wasn't – you know, the, the best of season, but, but I'll tell you what, you had some bright spots certainly last year. One <laughs> included uh, defeating uh, the team that were going to win the state championship. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that for, for that to be um, the first game inside of our new stadium, um, you know, to kind of kick that off and open it up with that win. And, uh, man, that was such a good football team there. They're a good football team. Now they've got it rolling to where it'll probably – never be bad again they're always going to get the programs rolling in the right direction that coach noble's built um and for that to be our first win here uh we were very fortunate to get that win we were down 20 to nothing pretty quick in the first half and then ended up winning uh 21 to 20 so it was uh you know it was it was the tale of two halves kind of thing but uh what a great win it was for our program and then 
you know, we you just couldn't foresee anything that was going to happen last year. That game wasn't even supposed to be on the schedule. Pelham couldn't play because of the COVID outbreak. We get the game that week with Irwin, and it, and it went on to be such a bright spot for our season. And uh, actually, I think it helped our kids just to understand that, we, you know, we can compete, you know, and we're not an afterthought, and let's just keep working to try to get better. Well, and the truth is, you know, you have, uh, you know, Irwin and Brooks, the two teams that actually played for the Class A Public State Championship. You have them back-to-back weeks after an opening week loss uh, against Ware County to open the season. And then, you know, you, you get the win over Irwin, 21-20 hard fought. And even in the loss against Brooks, Coach, 25-20, to I mean – yeah. You know, again, toe-to-toe, and it goes back to what you were just saying, uh, you know, being able to compete. Then you reel off a few wins in a row there before, you know, hitting uh, Thomasville. You guys didn't yeah. end the season, I know, like you would have uh, wanted to for sure. You talked about, you know, being able to finish. And yeah. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Specifically, I guess, um, in the last two games, one of which there was the playoff game against Jefferson. Now, you guys, again, talking about the tale of two halves, I think both of those games, and correct me if I'm mistaken, Coach, but I believe both Early and Jefferson, you guys had them where you wanted them in the first half and then things got away from the second half. Is that right? Am I, am I recalling that right? One of, them, one of them was definitely that way. And the thing with, uh, you know, the thing with Thomasville, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we were five and two. I think we'd made it up to, like, number eight in, in a lot most of the publications in double A. And uh, we knew we knew what Thomasville was going to. I mean, we we knew how good they were, um, but we lost. What a lot of people don't realize, we lost uh, six or seven kids to the fight against Berrien, which never should have happened. It was completely uncalled for. Um, the situation that happened, and uh, you know, we reprimanded our kids very very quickly and suspended a ton of them. And uh, six or seven starters didn't play in that football game, along with Jamarion, who did not participate in the fight, but he had a, a high ankle sprain where he couldn't play. So you're talking about six, seven, eight starters that didn't play. I'm probably not going to make a determination. They, Thomasville's a very good football team. We're probably going to win, but it would not have looked like that. Um, and then we get the guys back against early. We're winning by 14 points at halftime. Mm. Um, yeah, and then the wheels just kind of fall off. We drop a couple passes that uh, were first downs that were going to, you know, turn one of their – they turned the ball over first thing in the third quarter. We go in and score right there. That game's over. I honestly believe that. So you we got the 14-point 14, uh, 14 lead, and then you get the turnover. Uh, yes. And you've got the ball, and like well, you said, you're going you're, you're gonna to go in hopefully and, 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 and uh, extend the lead to, yeah. to three scores. What happens? Well, it was going to be over. If we done it, we dropped the pass on third down and about third and seven, it would have been a first down, if not a touchdown. We had a slant wide open um, and just drop it. Minimum, mm. probably 15 yards, probably going to go score, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then that puts early as a grinded out, run the ball, um, wing tee, just that's what they do. And you're talking about eight minutes left in the third quarter. We score right there down three touchdowns. It puts them to where they everything that they don't want to do. Well, we didn't. Then we ended up um, not getting it on fourth down. Well, they go down and drive. That's a, Now it's only seven points, you know, late in the third quarter. They, they can still play their brand of football. And we turned the ball over a couple times in the fourth quarter, and it's just the wheels kind of fell off. Kids started having a little bit of doubt whether they could do it, 
you know, and that's one of the things we got to we got to fix. And I think we've done a good job this offseason of fixing that. And then the Jefferson game, they they actually blew us out in the first quarter. We were down probably 28, 30 to nothing at halftime and then ended up making it a two point score in the second half. We outscored them by two or three touchdowns in the second half. So um, that's all. A lot of that's a blur. That was a I got out of the hospital on a on like a Saturday or a Sunday, and then I was at the game Friday night. I, I, I was not very involved in preparation. I was I couldn't be out here for about 10 or 15 minutes at the time, uh, breathing-wise. Uh, it was just labored and, and things like that. But uh, the kids played their hearts out. I'm so proud of them uh, without, you know, me being around for basically about 14 days. Wow. Talking to Jamie Rogers, head coach of the Cookout Hornets. We'll be visiting with the, uh, the head man of the Hornets every week here on the Cook Coaches Show. Um, so, obviously, uh, good, the bad, the ugly. This is the reason that we play the scrimmage games, give you a chance to sort some things out. Obviously, a tough customer. Uh, once again, in Ware County, uh, they'll be coming to your place this week. What's the scouting report on the Gators? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where do you start, huh? <laughs> a very good football team, obviously. Um, I mean, by most publications, if you read, I don't have to read the publications. I can go back and watch last year's film and just see all the guys that they got back. Um, in my opinion, um, and a lot of people's opinions, in 5A, you're going to have a hard time finding a better football player than the quarterback, yeah. uh, Castellanos. Oh, yeah. uh, he's unbelievable, um, and he's a year bigger, a year stronger, a year faster, all those things, and that's what it looked like you know, from their scrimmage the other night. Uh, he throws the ball. He throws the ball in windows that most high school quarterbacks cannot. That's why he's going to be, you know, a highly talented uh, guy. I think he's committed to Coach Malzahn at UCF. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he obviously you got to start with him, but he's not the only one. I mean, they've got receivers um, all over the place uh, that run great routes. They're kind of more. Uh, I think this year they're probably going to throw the ball more than they have in the past, just because they got a lot of people in there they trust to catch the ball, and they obviously trust him and. Here's the bad thing about him. When things break down and you actually got people covered, uh, he's tough to play tag with in a phone booth. I mean, he just really is. He's uh, he, he's probably the most elusive guy, one of the best athletes that we'll see on film all year, um, if not the best. And then they're big up front across both offensive and defensive lines. That's probably the biggest difference uh, between double A and then you start talking about getting into uh, five and six and seven A just the size of the lines and then just the, the number of linemen. We, we've got a lot of our, our, our sixth and seventh offensive linemen are our starters on the defensive line. They just don't have to deal with that problem. They just keep ro- rotating people. They've got six to nine different defensive linemen they'll play, and then their offensive linemen play one way. So um, <clears throat> very good football team. I expect them to be, you know, in the final four, final eight, you know, if not farther in 5A this year. I think they're preseason up in the three or four range and deservedly so. Very good football team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's uh, where you start. Uh, and then, of course, uh, doesn't get uh, much easier. Certainly a, a challenging schedule, but I think that goes with, you know, being not only in the classification, but being in the uh, the region you guys are in. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you, <clears throat> you go in our – our season every single year, Thomasville Fitzgerald probably going to be in the top five normally, uh, definitely in the top 10 for, for most years. And then, uh, you know, early has given us fits. They've given me fits since I've been here over the last two years, probably two of the losses that I'll, I'll never be able to get over come at the hands of early. They're, they're a quality football team. They always, they're very physical. And then when you start with, and then when you add where, 
uh, Irwin last year, uh, Brooks every year. You're talking about four teams on your schedule. We're probably going to be preseason ranked in the top three or four in sure. their classifications. Yep. So that's a that's a tough schedule. I think that just comes with being in South Georgia in general for the most part. Yeah. Especially kind of where we're stuck. You know, we're uh, we got seven a football teams all around us in every direction. Mm-hmm. Twenty minutes to the west, twenty minutes to the north, twenty minutes to the south. And then you got the the most popular six A program in America, probably in Valdosta. Yeah. All within a twenty minute radius. Well, I understand those guys want to play us every year. I get that. But when we when we go out and when we already play in the region that we play in, and then when you add Irwin and then you add Brooks, who are number one and number two in the state in one A. It's just tough to fill a schedule without being against highly ranked teams. That's just the way it is, and uh, and that's all right. You know, it's uh, it'll get us ready. I think playing where is uh, I I don't think we beat Irwin and come from behind and beat Irwin had we not played against where last year. I honestly believe that. It just I think the the speed of the game wasn't wasn't too much for us, and then we were able to, you know, we were able to draw on some things that we learned in that game, and and, and we just competed at the end and ended up winning. As we close out with uh, Coach Jamie Rogers, we'll be talking to Coach every week. And, uh, of course, next week we'll get the uh, the update on the season opener coming up uh, Friday night against the Ware County Gators. Uh, Coach, as we close, though, I want to end with this. Um, I mentioned early on that uh, this is your third season. Uh, if you can, uh, how do you feel what, – What do you feel like the program is where you want it to be as you begin year three – um, you know, I know a lot of people come in and have the three to five year plan. Are yeah. you somewhere in the middle there? If you would kind of give us your assessment of where this program <clears throat> is, not just this year, but kind of overall. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think, uh, and this is just being completely honest and open and transparent. Um, football wise, I'd obviously like to be a little bit better, but my year one to year, you know, the first year and a half there was a ton of things that had to be cleaned up. Um, and I'm not, there's no blame. I'm pointing at anyone in any one direction. I'm just saying there, there was a lot of things, uh, that we had to, to get through to our kids that, that they understand if they want to be a part of a winning program, it, every 10 years or so, you know, every 15 years, you're going to have a crop of kids. Most of the time, no matter where you're at, that's going to be able to compete at a high level just because they're really good athletically, but to keep a program going, um, like we talked about as a double a program in the middle, of all these huge programs up here, it's not necessarily about 10 win seasons and all that kind of stuff. It's about competing in your region and then making it to the playoffs and making some noise in the playoffs. Now we've made it to the playoffs in year one and year two, but we haven't made the kind of noise that we would like to make. Um, so when we start doing that two, three rounds deep in the playoffs, then that football, the football side of it will be where it needs to be. Um, but I think we're farther ahead with everything else, um, if that makes any sense. Sure. Um, the you know the referrals are way down. The the kids' behavior in class um, is, is much better. And and just from what I'm being told now, I don't know. I just you know just from talking to faculty members that work here and things mm-hmm. like that. Right. And the discipline part of it, uh, just uh, not even just in school. I'm talking about after school, at home, everything. We're these, we got a bunch of good kids right now that are in our football program, and that's the standard that we're going to set. And we're not going to allow, we're not going to allow everything else to infiltrate. You change to mold to fit what we do, 
we're not going to bring in somebody that, that can't conform to what we want to do and the kind of character and the kind of people that we want to be. We're not going to change that. doesn't matter if it, it means three or four wins. That doesn't matter to me. But you you got to change to what we are. And then when that happens, then the wins will come. I'm not, I'm not really worried about wins and losses uh, necessarily. Obviously, you, you got to win some football games. But the, the other part is, is the biggest thing for me right now. And that's way ahead of where I thought it would be year one. Well put, well put, Coach. And I can tell you many, many Cook fans feel the same way. So you got that uh, train on the right track. Let's keep it going. Hopefully you guys will be able to take that leap uh, here in uh, 2021 and 22. Coach, thanks again for joining us. We're going to have a lot of fun this year talking to you. And, uh, man, I want to be talking about a victory next week over those Ware County Gators. What do you say? Hey, I'm down with that. You, I can tell you this, you'd be talking to one happy football coach if we're talking about a victory. <laughs> I know it's a tall order, but, Coach, let's go get them pulling for you. It's uh, Cook Ware. We'll be talking about it on the next edition of the Cook High Coaches Show with myself, Phil Jones, and the head coach of the Hornets, Coach Jamie Rogers. Until then, uh-huh. Coach, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. Hey, we're gonna don't think we're not gonna give it our best shot. We're gonna give it our best shot. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. If it's a if it's a Jamie Rogers coach team, I know that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> well, thank you, Phil. I appreciate everything. You're welcome, Coach. See you. All right, there he is, Jamie Rogers, head coach of the Hornets. So we're gonna be talking to him all season long on the Cook High Coaches Show. <laughs>